that stuff? That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 81. Of 81! Of the usual podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, who's just blazing right through that interruption. And with me is my interrupting co-host, Will. What up, buddy? I'm in a mood tonight. <sighs> I'm going to be on fire! Oh, I'm going to edit all that fire! out. Did you really just... Uh... You got to sing two episodes ago. There'll be no singing. Anyway, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking? I gave you a good one. You did. I am drinking Ninkasa Brewing Company's seasonal release of Oktoberfest. Indeed. Um, I didn't try it. It's good, though. It is very good. Yeah, Eddie brought that over the other night. Yes, it is very tasty. Yeah, indeed. Um, and what are you drinking? Oh, how kind of you to ask. How kind of you to Then again, I guess you never come. ask. I just just say it. So anyway, I am drinking um, from Ten Barrow Brewing Company. I'm drinking their uh, double IPA called Dub. Dub. Which I love because it's, um, again, just like last week, this is closer to 10%. This is 9.8. Wow. By the time I'm done with this, dude, we might not have a show. So we Almost into double digits, yo. <sighs> <laughs> Nobody's going to appreciate it. Okay, you know what cracked me up the other day when I was in your classroom? Oh, no. Please, tell me. And uh, and I was leaving, and you said something, and I said, word. Oh, and it yeah. made everybody in the class laugh. Yeah. We're old. I almost said peace as I went out the door. Oh, my God. That would have been worse. <laughs> you can deal with high schoolers all, all day long. I love high schoolers. They are the future, right? Yes. I was actually going to Does start... that make you sad? No, I was actually <laughs> going to start singing uh, Whitney Houston, but I forgot the, the words to the song. All right, moving on. Before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, and Instagram. I am on day 116 of my t-shirt streak. You are already over two weeks past what you did last year. Indeed. I have to stop soon. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep going, but oh my God, dude. No, you, you, I miss gone- some of my old t-shirts and like it's getting harder to find something to wear. <laughs> okay, you've gone this far. You have to at least make it to Christmas break. Uh, I'm trying. That's like, yeah, I guess I can get to next Friday. It's six days. You've got mm. six more shirts. <sighs> All right. I could loan you six of my shirts. Dude, do you realize I have at least 30 more shirts up there? <laughs> at least. Not to mention the old ones I have in a drawer somewhere else. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, man. So we have the timestamps in the show notes for non-Sorter fans. We don't have a ton, but I do have some um, some cool news from uh, Swotor. There was a live stream today and stuff, so we'll talk about that for a bit. Awesome. And uh, other than that, man, um, I think we're ready to rock, right? Ready to rock! Uh, yeah, I just threw up devil horns. I'm going to go ahead and press the bumper button. Bumper. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. Here we are, dude. Sword tour time. Swotor! All right. So, a uh, couple community shout outs. Uh, we have some friends that are doing podcasts, man. I know. They're doing the damn thing. Yeah, I haven't listened yet. I love you guys, but I'm, I'm, I'm swamped. But, um, Master Lou, our friend, old time friend, um, you and have Gil- the Balance Force boy, uh, po- uh, 
blog. Balance, yeah, the Balance Force blog. Um, he has started a Balance Force podcast, which he's been talking about for a little bit. I'm glad it's getting going. And his ho- uh, co-host on that show is Elise. And Elise is an all-star. We've mentioned Elise many times. She is... Um, Healer extraordinaire. She's my rock when she it comes is. to... to so Wog. Seriously, if you're if you're tanking and she's healing, yeah. Wog's gonna be a good night. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Mostly because she's healing. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely the, yeah, the case. That's for sure. Congrats to them. Um yeah, always good to have a new podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Next. So um check them out. Uh we'll put a link in the show notes for them. And Carillion Run Radio episode one seventy four, Heather was back. Nice. And it was kind of cool because uh, through the influence program, which I still have heard nothing about, um, the influencer program, um, they actually were on a Q&A call with some developers. Ooh. And it was Heather and um, and Mox and J. No, no, JT couldn't make it. I think it was Heather and Mox. Um, but they got to ask a bunch of questions with some other folks from the community as well. Um, and that's a really definitely a good episode to listen to. Um, yeah. I mean, anytime you get to hear what they said, what you know, discussions with the devs that's yeah. worth checking out. Yeah, so absolutely. And that was CRR, CRR episode 174. So definitely check that out. And so what'd you do in week in game this week, dude? Um, I enjoyed trying the new content. I got through chapter one. <laughs> on wait, one. wait, wait, wait. One, one on, on one tune. Um, but I've kind of just been doing a lot of cleanup. I've, um, um, you know, I've got all these extra creds now that I've got because of all the things that got traded in. Right. Um, and so I'm kind of going through some of my things that I've had in storage that I've never dealt with before. Like I've got, I had, um, uh, things that I got dropped in, in packs. So I got yeah. like one upper body set and one lower body set of two different things. So I just started going over to the, the, um, the GTN to see how much the other crates were for the lower body and supplemental or whatever. Right. Um, and finding them for like five grand. Yeah, a lot of that grand. stuff's pretty cheap. And so I just got them, opened them up, threw them on, unlocked it in collections. So then nice. I can get rid of stuff. And so it's really kind of once I unlock it in collections, then of course I can sell it. And of course. So you're doing all the boring stuff. I am, but I, I like that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm just messing with you. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm loving the chapters. I'm through chapter six. I finished chapter six last night. Um, it's story's good. I'm not, I'm gonna leave it at that. That's cool. I, I, yeah, I do definitely want to try the story. I've got the, the two new companions. Yeah. Um, so I've unlocked them and I love the, the new, uh, the Walker mount. Yeah. The Walker mount's great. That's my second Walker mount. I hate you. Anyway, um, I, on my main, I maximize crew skills. I want to start making augments before the price goes down too much. I've heard it's already has, but I, I, I'm ready to start making some augments anyway for my tunes, for my, uh, legacy sets and stuff. Um, but I got my synth weaving up to 600. Um, you know, what's my other one? Um, underworld trading and whatever other one I have for synth weaving. But, um, I got those maxed and, um, I got a couple command crates. I end up getting a cool relic out of it. It's like a 230 relic, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's, okay. that's my experience. I haven't tried uprisings yet. I want to get to that. How do you get command crates? Command, once you get to level 70. Okay. Yeah, I have, I'm still at like 66. Yep. Got to get to level 70. Apparently, um, heroics is a good way to level up. If you do a, uh, heroics for like an hour, you'll be there. So, okay, cool. Um, and I used, I used a boost. I didn't use my, and I had, this is a little bit of beef I have, I guess. I mean, not really a sticking point. Last week I actually named the episode sticking point. Um, but I, I was kind of bummed because the, legacy leveling gear that you get 
through the DV element right. doesn't have an armor slot, armoring slot. Yeah. And I mentioned it last week, but it's like, it really kind of annoyed me because I wanted to make, what I wanted to do was make a DPS, um, cause I really only have like one or two tanks, two tanks. Um, so I wanted to make a DPS leveling set, you know, with that gear starting at level, 65 because all my tunes are 65 right and i wanted to you know get that off to them and you know just to just to make it go faster not that i really need it but i was just once i started doing it, i was like this is stupid it mm-hmm. doesn't have an armoring slot but anyway thanks Bioware. i don't know what that's about but like i said not really a sticking point but a point of contention maybe yeah i can see that okay and am i am I, am I overreacting and, and then no but i, I but you <laughs> did what you kind of brought up a point for me is um, yes, and I am going to mention it here again, stackable storage. Oh, God, are you kidding me right now? No, but the only reason is because, I, like I said, I was unlocking all the stuff in collections. A weird moment of deja vu. So I can get rid of it. <laughs> so I am clearing all this stuff out, but then I realized that there's a whole bunch of stuff that, a whole bunch of gear sets. Yeah. They get, especially the stuff that you buy, that you can buy on planet. Yeah. Right? That aren't unlockable in collections. Yeah. Here's, here's, so I'm going to stop you, but here's, here's what I want. Um, I was listening to another show. Oh, I think it was Curly and Run Radio. Mox was saying he had like a bunch of the crates you get from the Alliance, the Alliance crates. Right. right. And you almost always get a legacy piece in there. Yes. And I have just my, my instant 60, my tank on the pub side. He is my mule tune for all that. Right. He has like four bays full of legacy gear. And I just sent every piece of legacy gear to him. But would be nice is if you have the same gear same piece of gear to just have it stack on top of the other one wouldn't that be nice that would be nice um that's all i need yeah the way that i deal with the legacy gear is I sell it well yes i do <laughs> but um i've i've um it took me a while to set it up this way but once i did it, it's really easy because um because i've maxed out the uh um the bays in in cargo um, so each in, in each individual tunes cargo bay, half of one bay is the five or the five or six type of, yeah. of, uh, gear that they can get through legacy gear. Right. And because no one has complete sets of anything yet, cause I'm still trying to fill piecemeal it in, but that way I can like say, okay, every time I get new legacy gear, I can just send it to that person. And I'm like, oh, they already have it. Sell it. Yeah, for sure. So I only have one of every type. So it makes it easy. I hear you, man. Um, so shall we get to the dev tracker stuff? Absolutely. Let's see what the devs had to say. Okay. So we had, uh, some maintenances since, uh, 5.0 dropped and, uh, yeah, there was something specific with Harbinger I saw. Yeah. Okay. So there's been a bunch of stuff. Let's, let's, let's go through one at a time real quick. The main thing, there was a maintenance on Saturday. Okay. So there was a couple of issues. The one we mentioned last week, the Arkan fight in chapter 16 was bugged. Um, that wasn't working. Planetary mission bug. So now that's working. Okay. Um, that button in, in, command interface is open again um and there was some exploits they've been addressing right um and then they finally gave out the last of the conversions of the uh combination crystal conversions right dark versus light rewards um and and the cartel passes that people still had and stuff like that so all that was taken care of um now if and then of course that early access started uh or not early access regular access started for everybody yes um as well so uh, there was an issue There was, oh boy, there were some issues. So one of the issues was, um, some people still weren't getting their conversions. Um, and then that basically 
along with the maintenance was the last of the conversion because that was wasn't happening from the first time. Right. And then dark versus light achievement. So <laughs> my sticking point, right? And I will talk more about this too probably when we get to the live stream coverage, but the um they've been looking at the feedback, obviously. Yeah, um, of course. And, you know, thanks to the actual influencers like Bad Feeling and those guys who yep. whose shows they actually listen to, um, <laughs> they, I think, uh, who is it? Swotor Escape Podcast is taking credit too. It's kind of funny. Um, but anyway, um, the idea here is that obviously people are frustrated and they're going to restore them. It may not be in the same way it was, but they're going to restore them in one way, shape or form. You know, what's really funny is uh, um, I saw a one of the posts that they did about this. And it was on a new thread that Eric had started a few days ago. Wow. And like the first person to respond said, oh, yeah, you guys can all thank me. And, <laughs> um, posted in, credit. Well, then he posted in there, he posted a link to his thread that he mm. said, but it was one comment in a massive thread. <laughs> and he said, it was, yeah, it was because of me. Yeah. Well, it was because of me too. Right. Yeah. Even though I didn't write anything in the forums, it's because of me. And our podcast came out like four days later than everybody else's. I know. Right. So. You're welcome. It's because of us. Yeah. Community, you're welcome. We were the straw that broke Eric Musco's back. Indeed. So, <laughs> speaking of Eric Musco, segue, um, there was an issue where with Valor Rank, there were some weapons that were tied to Valor Rank, and because of the changes they made, some people who were using the weapon couldn't use, them couldn't anymore. use it anymore. <laughs> and so that was an issue that they're trying to resolve as soon as possible, which I actually got, kind of thought was kind of funny. I think um, it's kind of funny. But those people were probably not too happy. Oh, I'm sure. Um, some other known issues in the game right now. We have um, the highlighted activities in Galactic Command um, were not granting the intended bonus. And I think that they're pretty close to fixing this if they haven't already. But... Um, but yeah, so apparently, you know, there's a highlighted activity in the command interface. And so let's say it's ranked PvP. So if you do rank PvP, you get extra XP, but that right. wasn't happening. So I think they may have addressed it or they're about to. So okay, cool. that's happening. Um, one of the other things that people were like, is this an exploit? Oh my God. Because now I can send out, once you get to level 6060, you can send out eight companions. Have you noticed that? Once you get to 60 what? 66. You can get to eight, you can send out eight companions. Oh, are you serious? Time. Yeah. I haven't even tried. And so people were like, Oh my God, is this, is this okay? Like, I'm able to send out eight. Cause I realized I was like, you know what? This would be a good time as I was leveling. I was like, this would be a really good time if up the amount of people we could send out. Right. So I'm clicking through, clicking through, clicking through. And I got to six and I'm like, all right, I'll just try one more. Cause I always try one more. Cause right. I don't know, you know, cause, well, you know, cause the way it says scrolls. max deployable at the top. Right. And so, and for some reason that wasn't there. So anyway, I hit that and then it let me do it. I was like, Oh, great. Try it again. Did it, let me do it. And I did it again. It said, Oh, you hit your max. I was like, Oh, we can do eight. Okay. You know, it's kind of nice. Considering dude. they have like 50 companions, we can have, they yeah. just let us send out like 40. <laughs> and I think it'd be cool. Like if subscribers could like send out 10 to 12. Right. Would be pretty cool if you were paying for the game. Perk, yeah. Yeah. And a cool subscriber perk, 12 companions to send out. Granted, you know, obviously they would have a leg up on everything else, but. Well, yeah, but the more companions we're sending out is the more creds we're putting back into the system. Well, and not only that, but. Uh, you know, it helps the crafting, helps the mm-hmm. GTN, all that. So that'd be cool. Um, but anyway, eight's the max now, which cool. is pretty neat. Um, better than six. Yeah. So there was another downtime on the fifth, which was this Monday, yeah. wasn't it? Monday. Excuse me. I think this one was, yeah, this one was an exploit. And what was happening was apparently you can go to disintegrate Jawa junk and it would ask you how many you wanted to disintegrate because it's stacked mm-hmm. and you could put a number in that was higher than you had. Oh no. <laughs> 
Yeah. They were taking action on people in this one. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> they, they said the other ones were okay, but they're like, if you're wondering, we do consider ta- having taken, um, uh, advantage of this uh, bug to be an exploit. Well, so. because once you figure it out, you, you can just split mm. it so you can say you're disintegrating one, but disintegrate 999. Exactly. So those people are going to have what's coming to them, I hope. And then there was a weird thing. After that downtime, Harbinger had a queue. That was weird. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. It's like, oh, my God, Harbinger has a queue. What's going on? Um. So, but this is definitely something they they addressed. They addressed it pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I saw on. Uh, I was just. I was at work. Uh, I think the day before yesterday, and it said uh, it was the middle of the day, and they said yeah. Harbor was shutting down. Yeah. No, that's when they brought it down. They okay. brought it down because they're like, oh my god. Um. And speaking of, I don't know. Maybe it was that, or maybe it was this. But uh, there was a server rollback on Harbinger, and this was an issue. And see, I'm never affected by these things. I'm never in game this much, but um. The Harbinger, they'll be investigating the cause of the issue and taking steps to avoid it in the future. Um, but apparently there was a, uh, a roll, a rollback of some sort. I'm not sure, uh, how deep it went or how many people were affected and that kind of thing. I but, mean, unless you're in game when it happens, yeah. it's not really going to affect you unless it's like a massive, right. Multi hour rollback. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they go back, you know, seven hours or something, that's a problem. But, you yeah. know, like I said, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't online for any of it. So all that's passed. So hopefully those people, uh, get the support they need yep and the last thing here before we get to our discussion topics which is the dev stream of the day heroic missions uh and as i told you the other day after that december 5th uh downtime <clears throat> people noticed that you could repeat you know once you do a heroic they're like okay you're you're done for the day right right um and yeah but you can just keep doing it <laughs> yeah so i guess i'm just gonna be rerunning the ord mantel hey, you, you, you run the real short one you, i mean and, and it's helpful too because this is this is one of those things where i don't see why it's not it actually says it in the text that it is repeatable yeah but for some reason once you do it it goes away and you have to wait till the next day yeah right and the weeklies are still the way they're supposed to be i think but um but it they basically said as you may have noticed uh since yesterday's downtime heroic missions are now repeatable instead of having a weekly lockout while these, while this is a bug, and we're going to fix it with 5.0.1 next week, which is coming up on Tuesday, um, we don't consider this an exploit. Thanks for those uh, who have sent their reports of the issue. Um, enjoy your plethora of heroics. And which I think is funny is because there's a lot of people in this thread, and I actually read through this fr- thread because I was like, oh, I'm going to do some of those really easy heroics. Yeah. Um, some people were like, you know what? After all this stuff that's happened, just keep it. Just yeah, leave it this way. Why exactly. not? If they don't consider an exploit, I don't see what the harm of leaving it. So um, thanks, Bioware, for listening, and uh, leave it. Yes, please. Then we'll just run Ord Mantel five times, and there's level 70. <laughs> there's level 70. Okay, so the dev stream uh, today was really their, I think, their last live stream of the year, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to do another one. Um, well, no, there's, there's no way they're going to do one next week because it's, oh, yeah. it's Star Wars week. Oh, Star Wars week. Boom. Um, so I have the, I have two things in here. I have the producer, cause I watched a few, I watched the first 10 minutes of it. They had some technical issues. Musco actually wasn't there. Um, and it looked like the, the Twitch feed was split into two. It's like they ran for almost 10 minutes and then it went away and then it went another 30 minutes or something. Oh, so, um, I watched almost the first chunk of it. Anyway, uh, Eric Musco wasn't there. So the, the, they call it the stream dream team <laughs> was down to only two guys right um, which is kind of cool um, and it was totally fine uh, but so i'm gonna run through kind of what they put and then i'm gonna jump over to Dolphy real quick and because they had a little more of a breakdown um but the main thing is is 
Galactic Command, they've been monitoring progress and feedback, and they'll continue making adjustments to Galactic Command. In 5.0.1, they're uh, raising the command experience gain from a number of activities, ranging from uh, 50 to over 100% increase. And if I bring up the Dolphy one real quick, which I'm doing, the thing is they wanted to bring up flashpoints and uprising significance significantly. So story mode uprising is 50 more, 50% more CXP. Veteran is going to be 80 more CXP. Um, and basically bringing them in par with PVP because PVPers were enjoying a very, uh, a very nice boost amount of cxp yeah you know um from what they normally do and if everybody is doing what they normally do like if what you normally do is flashpoints it should be on par with yeah. what with what pvp just, is I mean, getting be, just because i'm choosing to play the game a different fashion doesn't mean i should be penalized exactly so um dark versus light event um the rewards uh were the rewards were delivered last week to players who reached the various tiers. So congrats, they said. Um, they've heard your feedback repeating, uh, regarding the achievements. And as I said, they will be returning the tier level achievements, um, which I'm not sure what that means. I guess they're just saying like you got to this level and that's what you get. And they'll give you your percentage back and hopefully your points is my guess. Well, that'd be an interesting way to do it. I'm, can, it says here we're fixing Master Rannis' uh, recruiting issues. Yeah. I have not had any issues. I haven't even tried yet. And I've recruited her on like four tunes. Yeah. See, I haven't done it once yet. So um, I'm not sure what those issues are either. Um, and they they listed all of the in-game events that are coming up. Life Day is starting on the 13th, Yay, which snowballs. is next Tuesday. Um, so that's going to run through January 10th. Fifth anniversary event is going to be um, from December 13th through the 17th of January. I what the fifth anniversary is going to be. We'll find out. Uh, Raku- we got to head to... Uh- Rishi and find out what Kai Zyken has to say. Indeed. Uh, Rackle Resurgence is going to come back. That's December 13th to the 20th. Body Contract Week, everybody's waiting for. December 20th through January 3rd. And the Relics of the Greer coming back on the 3rd of January through January 10th. Um, and then coming to SWOTOR early uh, 2017 is New Uprisings in January. Cool. Um, Master Mode Chapters in January. And Master Mode Uprisings in February, March. Cool. So, um, and they have a link to the stream in there too. I'm just going to jump real quick to Dolphy because there was something that they said that didn't, that they didn't say in that wrap up. Oh, this is what I thought was interesting. Um, future updates are going to, um, address and this is something i heard them say earlier address concrete goals in galactic command because if there's you know people like to work towards something right and if it's just to level up level up level up and get command crates there has to be something else there too right so they're looking for more yeah so concrete goals in galactic command like giving you the option to work on a specific gear but nothing specific yet so like people are worried that when they get to rank 300 which is forever ago uh, from now when they get there and they're still missing that high-end piece of gear like is there some way to work towards that specifically so right. i'm hoping that's something that they're working on so cool so yeah. uh, so what level are you at right now i am level 70 with one two. Oh, command yeah oh uh three or four something like that um i haven't gotten very far into it um i've been very i haven't been level 70 for very long actually um all right, so let's see. So operations, there's an issue with uh, risk versus reward because obviously people are asking for more ops, right? So what they're saying is since it's not efficient if you're wiping a lot with a lower gear, but um, as you get more, it should be better. So they're buffing other group uh, content first to make gearing uh, go faster. Okay. I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, 
And then let's see, solo content CXP gain. They're keeping an eye on it. Maybe master chapters, uh, could be a good CXP gain when they come. So it, it obviously it's probably a little bit easier to get CXP if you're in a group, right? Yeah. Um, and they are willing to do a double CXP weekend or a double CXP event in the future, which would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and RNG, people are still upset about that. Um, they're going to keep an eye on it. Server mergers, they're going to get back to you on this after the new year. They want to monitor server populations after launch. Um, and cheap transfers are, of course, available right now. And stacking CXP buffs, I think it's a bug. But they said, don't do it. It's kind of a waste of money. But you could until they fix it. They're not considering an exploit. And, yeah. I think that's about it, dude. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, on the lines of Harbor, the Harbinger rollback, they're sorry about the rollbacks. They're working with customer service to get as much, uh, back for you as possible. So submit a ticket if you haven't. If you're missing stuff, do it. Okay. Cool. And cartel market stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. There's a Royal Frynock mount coming. Ooh, what is this? Holy. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that looks amazing. That looks really cool. Um, and that's coming Friday. It's a crossover from Star Wars Rebels. Um, and Imperial Bastion armor and, uh, Tukata companion available right now. Oh, isn't that cute? Aww. That armor is sick too. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think that's it, dude. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Good stream. Yeah. No, I wish I had watched it. I tried to, but it, they usually do it at two. They did this one at two thirty, And so I watched 10 minutes of it. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, we had a fire drill, so we didn't... <laughs> Freaking fire drill. There was no fire. Nope. So Star Wars? Yes. Are you sure? You don't seem ready. Are you? Pew, 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. Pew, pew, pew. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. What you started. Seven days. Ah, uh, the things we do while bumpers are playing. Yeah, so um yeah, seven days, dude. I'm amped. Got the party all set up. Seven days. It's also your birthday that day, buddy. It is. Yeah. Happy birthday. Turning forty one. Gross. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. What was the uh oh I, I oh I'm um it's uh, uh here we go. Oh, in How I Met Your Mother, um, Jason Siegel's character he uh would uh tape two forties to his hands. Oh, <laughs> and he and he'd have to because you can't go pee until right. You get him taken off your hands. It's uh, gotta drink the forties before yeah, you. I can't remember the. He, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, huh? he called himself something, and I can't remember it. So, patrons if or and listeners, if you can remember the name that he called himself. Yeah, we'll see. Um, strap to twenty twos to my hands. I'll do twenty twos. Forties might be a bit much. That's eighty ounces. Yeah, but if you drink what I drink, holy crap! If I had two of these, one on each hand, that'd be ridiculous. I might, I might not make it to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of um, movies, speaking of Star Wars, back to Star Wars because that's what we're talking about. Star Wars. Um, there's going to be some uh, talking about Star Wars novels, books. Um, saga spanning all ages, Star Wars books. Um, there's a preview here on StarWars.com. Um, and this is going to be cool, dude. Um, this is pretty much something for everyone. They've got, uh, Star Wars Adventures in Wild Space series, um, which looks like a young adult series, uh, set before the events of Star Wars Rebels. 
Um, the Adventures in Wild Space uh, series stars all new characters, including two sibling heroes, Milo and Lena Graf. And um, that looks awesome. They also have a one called uh, Star Wars Join the Resistance. And this one is described as Star Wars meets the Goonies. Oh, that'd be which cool. Which is pretty cool. Uh, kicks off an all new action packed adventure series. The story follows re- new resistance recruits who think they are ready to take on the first order. So that's pretty cool. And then they also have a graphic novel, a junior, uh, graphic novel coming out. And, uh, let me get the, for the, Rogue One. For Rogue One. Yep. Sorry. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, a junior novel. Excuse me. Uh, based on the highly anticipated film and perfect for fans eight and up. I'll probably get that one for my daughter for sure. That one comes out on December 16th as an ebook. Um, but physical books won't be on sale till March. So I will get my daughter, uh, Campbell. <laughs> I'm going to get her. I'll get her that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as far as graphic novels, I misspoke earlier. The prequel trilogy is getting a graphic novel. Um, so that is kind of cool. Companion piece, the New York Times bestseller, Star Wars, the original trilogy, a graphic novel. Cool. Um, I actually, I didn't put this in the show notes, but since you brought up the, the saga spanning, uh, novels, uh, uh, Delroy, Delray books, who, you know, who does all the Star Wars books. Yep. Um, they're actually doing a holiday giveaway right now. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the Delroy contest includes, uh, the new catalyst book, uh, oh, the, really? uh, the, uh, Leia timelines book or bloodlines book. Bloodlines. Yep. Um, but then there's also a new book that combines Tarkin with a new Dawn mm-hmm. and three new stories. Really? And so it's going to have those three collections available. Awesome, dude. So it's a pretty cool thing. As soon as I got the email from Delray books, I, I entered that. Nice. Um, I got a couple quick news things in here. I don't know if you want to cover these, but we might as well. You know, I almost put the second one in there. The second one? Yeah. I, it's a weird... Let's do the first one first. So Rogue One director wants an Obi-Wan movie. And okay, actually, I put that under Rogue One. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude, let's talk about it now. Yeah, let's okay. talk about it now. Okay, so the the uh, the only reason I put it up here was because it wasn't directly Rogue One. Yeah, so that's why I put it here. But yeah, Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, so the bottom line is... Um, Gareth Edwards is like, well, think of what's there, right? Mm-hmm. And let's do, like, it'd be really cool if we could do an Obi-Wan movie. Yeah, right? there's such, it's such fodder for material. And he says, to be honest, Rogue One is the period I love, he said. It's connecting the original New Hope. If, if someone made other films in that era, I don't necessarily think it's happening. I have no inside knowledge, but the desire, that desire to see Obi-Wan Kenobi Tatooine, basically, I love. As a kid, remember wanting to grow up there. Anything in that original trilogy era, I am, I am just besotted with. Um, and it's just going back home to your childhood. So, um, it would, and we've talked about this before. And obviously, you and McGregor's up for it as well. Yeah, because you gotta remember, it's now 10, it's now exactly 10 years on from the, the last, uh, yeah. Uh, well, no, it's 11 years on from Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, you know, he's getting up into his late 40s. Yeah. It's time for him to start. I think it's time. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, now, the only reason I put this in here, I almost skipped it. And it sounds like you were going to skip it. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's fine. But no, the reason that I put it in is because we had that conversation last week. About yeah, we talked about the, about the fact that uh, Kathleen Kennedy says that they are going to be focusing on female directors right trying to encourage trying to get a female director yes you know at some point but uh some of her comments were taken out of context people were kind of upset apparently she it seems like she's kind of trying to dig herself out of a hole here um but 
what she said is we want to make sure that when we bring a female director to do Star Wars, they're set up for success. They're gigantic films and you can't come to them, um, into them with essentially no experience. We want to really start to focus on people who would love to work with and see what kinds of things they're doing and to progress up that ladder now and then pull them in when the time is right. And she goes on to say, I've talked with a lot of the female directors that are out there already. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and as far as, out of context, I think people were saying that she was. I, I, I think people were basically saying like she that, was. She, she was that like she was deriding the the dearth of of female directors. Well, that nobody was up for it. Yeah, like there weren't any females that were up. You for know it. what the the frustrating thing is is um, that she's just she's holding. I mean, and this is exactly what feminism is. It's right holding everybody to the same standard. And I'm this isn't and granted this is coming from a middle aged white guy. So right, take this with a grain of salt. But I consider myself a feminist. Yeah. I'm not man-hating or anything. I just agree that men men and women should be paid the same. I agree. Men should have paternity leave just as women have maternity leave. And it should both be paid. You know, all these different things, it's about equality. It's not about yeah one or the other, right? So in my case with this is like, yeah, these are massive movies. Right. There are a relative few number of female directors that are capable of doing something this large. Uh, just off the top of my head, I mentioned last year, last uh, last week, Catherine Bigelow, um, because she's done like the Hurt Locker and all stuff. Right. Also, the uh, the female director that did uh one of the uh, Twilight movies. Right. They've done massive projects before, but it's not like we're taking small art house directors to do th- from the men's side either. Right. I mean, we got remember we took JJ who's JJ, done yeah. tons of stuff. Gareth Edwards, who had done Godzilla. Right. Next is Colin Trevorrow, who did Jurassic World. I mean, right. they they all worked their way up to it. Oh yeah, and they're not they're not blockbuster directors because they were like, hey, let's give this little guy a chance. It's no, like we need a dude to do. We need somebody, a dude, guy, whatever. We need somebody to take this giant. Yeah, and role. they've done small part, small movies exactly. before. Worked up to mid range studio flicks, up to temples, right. and then you work your way up to this. And there's a statistic in here. 12% of box office blockbusters have been directed by women. Um, and fans have been anxious to see the percentage trend upwards. And of course we all are, but you know, and, and I, I'm very excited to see when this happens, but yeah, well, and next year's even going to be a higher percentage because of course the, the director of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Woman. Oh my God. So, I, I watched that trailer like three times. I know, it's phenomenal. It's so good, dude. And uh, granted, and, uh, and honestly, this is like, um, you know, I can understand where like the next wave of Star Wars films may not have female directors. Yeah. But give them to get hire female directors to do a lower level Mar- Marvel movie or something like yeah. you know, cuz they're all in the same company now. Yeah, I agree. And have them work their way up. It's like Marvel's writing program. Yeah. The the woman who helped write Guardians of the Galaxy, that's not her first marquee no, thing. No, of course not. She's worked her way up to those. Yeah. So, um yeah, there'll be more on this. I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. Um, real quick, Force Awakens. Um, I didn't even read this. Do you want to cover this? I didn't even read, see that article. So I saw this at some point. This was, um, yeah, a couple days ago. It, <laughs> Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley felt like Ray's parentage was explained in Star Wars of Force Awakens. So this is really kind of funny because I remember a few months ago she came out and said that it's going to be explained in eight. Yeah. She says, um, let's see. Um, Okay, so in a recent interview with Time Out, Ridley was asked how she felt about ongoing mystery of Ray's parentage. A side question whether she uh, would feel good to get the secret off her chest once Episode 8 drops. Um, and she said she already felt the answer was already in Force Awakens. She said, I thought a lot was answered in The Force Awakens, she said. Then, after the, at the screening, I went for a drink with my agent and everyone... 
And we were chatting away, and I realized that, oh, in their minds, it was not answered at all. And of course, this answer might surprise many fans. Audiences have scoured every inch of The Force Awakens looking for clues about Rey's family, um, but all they've come up with is possible rumors. So she says, I think curiosity is a wonderful, curiosity is a wonderful thing, she explains. I do... Um, and I do find it quite funny that people keep asking about it. Just yesterday, a guy asked to take a picture with me and went, is Luke your dad? And I was like, <laughs> chill out. You'll see. So <laughs> does she think people are going to be surprised when they find out the truth? Um, I'd love to see the look on people's faces, she said. So I, I don't know, man. Well, I don't even know what this answers, really. But It answers absolutely nothing. Nothing, which is great. I love these things. Um, so here we are. Yeah, it's it's like there's – I mean, I'm, I'm totally going to talk about an article I didn't – Chose not to put in tonight, well, and it's okay. actually from real reviews. But it's about Beetlejuice too, because mm. you know whenever anything Beetlejuice comes up, people are talking about it, right? And so the headline said, "Tim Burton teases information on Beetlejuice too." Right. I didn't even read the whole article, but at the very bottom it said, "So basically, no new development. Nothing I'm happened." Like, what the hell did you write the article for? <laughs> Which then? is pretty much what we just read. But at the same time, um, I what's interesting about that particular piece is the fact that. Up until the screening, she thought it was pretty clear. Yeah, which makes me wonder, were scenes cut? What was cut? Yeah. That's the question. So, what was cut indeed? Yes. We're not going to go into it now, but here no. we go. Tons of Rogue One stuff, but it'll go quick. What do we got? Um, so, the most detailed versions of X-Wings and Darth Vader's Star Destroyer ever in Rogue One were built. Um, and I think this is pretty obvious from what we've seen in the trailers. Those models and what they've done are... Absolutely. Yeah, well, I think it's a perfect opportunity to do it because, you know, they, as much as we saw X Wings and stuff in episode seven, it's obviously, you know, 30 some odd years away from the time frame. So, of course, there's new generations of gear. Indeed. Um, With this, it's the same timeline. I mean, it's literally a year or two different than A New Hope. Right. If that. And so it's, you've got to be not only true to the original uh, props. And right. sets, but you've got to make them much more detailed because you're, I mean, it's not like you're filming on, you know, uh, 35 millimeter anymore. Yeah, it says we built full two full size X-Wings that we had on set. And I say those are the best full size props we've ever made. Um, and then it says they're quite a lot better than the ones in New Hope. And it says we wanted to make this, uh, we wanted to make sure this stuff because we wanted to make sure this stuff because we were shooting with very high resolution format that we felt a little more plausibly like a real, a real flight arcade, uh, a real flight article. Yeah, it's not like you're dealing with, uh, you know, Luke's original sand uh, speeder where they could just put like Vaseline on the yeah <laughs> on the lens. Exactly, and it says I think the Star Destroyers look pretty authentic. It's not matching anyone in particular, any one, per, one particular Star Destroyer, because there are multiple models that were built. Um, there's a three footer, there's a three footer for New Hope. Um, there was an eight footer for Empire, and then there were high detail close up sections that were built, uh, when the Falcons hiding in the back of the tower, Noel explained. What we did is, because of the order of events when this takes place, philosophically, I wanted to make, match the, uh, the new Hope Star Destroyer, because that's Vader's Star Destroyer, and maybe it shows up in the picture. If you compare the three-footer to the eight-footer, they're kind of the same shape, but you really look like there's a lot of things that are different um, in them, blah, blah. I was just trying to get a a, um, a size for the for the one for Rogue One, but that's pretty cool. You know, kind of talk about this. I, I'm finally caught up on Rebels. Yeah. and uh, I'm a couple behind. I watched the, uh, have you watched the, the Iron Squadron one yet? Mm, no. Okay. 
not to this isn't going to spoil anything because it's basically in the title, but they 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 meet up with a group that's calling themselves the Iron Squadron. Oh no, I did see that one. And it's three teenagers. Yeah, and the I entire did see time, that. Like, that was good. Yeah, and they're like, and we just went up against a, a star destroyer, and they said, "That's not <laughs> that's a star not destroyer. a star destroyer, bro. That's a transport." <laughs> and then it just keeps you it. And finally, when the star destroyer shows up, they're like, "That's then, a star destroyer." And then he's like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah." It was pretty good. I, we, that was the last one we watched. Yeah, actually. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. The, good. the next one is actually really good. It's called uh, an Inside Man. Yeah, oh. and that one's Thrawn heavy, isn't it? Uh, Thrawn's in it. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not about him though it's okay. really good we're getting tangenting okay yeah. so um this is pretty obvious which we kind of talked about last week but there was another article in the last couple of days it says doubtful we'll see rogue one characters in future star wars movies yeah it, it kind of just makes sense um i want to pull a line from this article go ahead and yeah because saying. the next thing in chronological time frame is a new hope we obviously can't put them in that and also a lot of these are being introduced here but what I think they can do, and one thing that I think that they're going, like they're doing Saw Gerrera, so they're bringing him from Clone Wars. Yeah, it would be easy to um, add them into the upcoming time frame in Rebels, because right? As we get further in the next season or two of Rebels, it's going to start buttressing up against Rogue One. Indeed. And what's interesting is they were talking to Kathleen Kennedy, and they said, "Hey, are any of these people going to show up?" another story she said no when we came with the idea to do standalone movies um it's liberating in many ways to truly have a story with the beginning middle and end that stand completely alone um and then when she was pressed a little bit um she said uh <laughs> well when pressed a little bit and asked if we'd at least see any of these characters in a future star wars film she basically said doubtful there are a lot of tears a lot of tears yeah, that's why I think um, Rebels would be a good outlet. Yeah. Because can you imagine if um, now you have the, the ghost crew run into a young Jin who yeah. just lost her father to absolutely the Empire? That would be cool. Oh, this was kind of cool. Speaking of Rebels, segue. Segue. <laughs> um, th- is there a, ro- uh, a Rebels cameo in Rogue One? I would love it. Look. Oh, it's the ghost. Well, that's what people are saying. They're like, oh, my God, that looks exactly like the ghost. Well, that's it's such an unusual shape for a ship in, the, in the rebel fleet. And whether it is or not, it's, you know, it could be a little Easter egg kind of nod kind of thing. But, I mean, there it is. So um, take a look at the uh, there's a TV spot um, where you see some ships flying into orbit around a planet. And one of the ships underneath one of the uh, frigates looks exactly like the ghost. Yeah. And you know what I would love is, I mean, obviously they're not going to have cast of those characters. Yeah. But if you would uh, hear just like in the comms chatter in the background, someone like say, con- or ghost. Uh, uh, what did I say? Phantom? Yeah. Or Phantom 1? No, wait. No, Phantom is the smaller ship. Yeah. But you would hear just like ghost. Spectre. Spectre. Spectre, one. stay in line. Yeah. Or something like, you know, it's like. Spectre 1, Spectre 2. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anyway, awesome. That's a dream. Yeah, that would be just awesome because <laughs> it's just something that could throw in the, just, just in the background. Yeah. This is an Easter egg. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yep. Um. So you? early footage. Uh, you know, they've yeah. already released. Uh, this there was a whole bunch of industry people who were invited to see the first ten minutes, and then eighteen minutes throughout the film. Right. And everyone is saying it's phenomenal. I kept seeing this 28 minutes. Saw 28 minutes. I was like, I want to see 28 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's like when I went to Disneyland uh, back in October and oh, I and got to saw, see uh, yeah. about 10 to 15 minutes of Doctor Strange. Right. Right. Uh, phenomenal. 
And so I'm really, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that everyone is saying how good it is. Cool. Can't wait, dude. Oh man. Next week. Yes, I know. Seven days. A week from now. A week from now. A week from right now. Right now, we'll, we'll be, be sitting watching. in a the theater. Oh, that's sick. Um, well, also, one of the people that have, gone, that have been able to see the whole movie is uh, George Lucas, of, of course. Because, I mean, it's not like they're getting his approval. Yeah. But, you know, he's got, hey, like... Hey, come the, check out what we did, dude. Exactly. What do you think? <laughs> and uh, he's giving it some love. He says yeah. it's really well done. He really enjoys it. Yeah. Um, plus, you got to remember that he's really good friends with Spielberg, and Spielberg grew up trying to make war movies. Indeed. Um, and, and you know this is very much that. Yeah, exactly. So you know it's in the vein of what he appreciates, cool. even if it's not necessarily something he would make. Right. Right. So real quick, episode eight news. John Williams is starting to score probably this month. Awesome. I'm very excited. I'm just glad he's doing it. I know, right? <laughs> and he's old and still doing it. Dude, the thing is, you know he's going to at least get another Oscar nomination this year. Oh, at least. <laughs> and this is probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. I had to put. I, you I know, haven't seen this. You know how I like to put in random yeah. uh, merchandise stuff. So this is um, uh, Admiral Akbar of soap. Akbar. <laughs> you soap. got it. Look at that. Look at this. It's a f- Mon Calamari face. Oh no, my god, a, dude! It's a head. That's right. Awesome. Okay, so I have a link in the show notes. It's basically a bar of soap that looks like Admiral Akbar. Okay, you know what? when you're actually using it though, you know the eyes are gonna go first. That's gonna just look weird, and it's gonna look super weird, but it's gonna be amazing. Yes, look how cool that is, dude. Oh, it's great. Anyway, random merchandise achievement unlocked. That's per- uh, that's, Parks News. That's perfect for uh, stockings. Oh hell yeah! Right. All right, Parks News, man. Here it is. Yeah, I purposely didn't watch this because I want to watch it with you. Yeah, this is sick. Okay, so there was a sold out event at uh, um, Epcot Epcot Center in uh, Orlando, and basically they turned the what do they call it? The ball. It's called Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. They, a lot of people don't realize that's actually yeah. what it's called. It's a big globe that yeah. is the icon for Epcot. It's called Spaceship Earth because that is the uh, the name of the ride inside. Yeah. So they, they turned Spaceship Earth into a freaking Death Star, dude. Awesome. Let's see what this looks like. Wow, crazy. Um, not as epic as I thought it'd be. No, it's still very cool. But uh, you could tell that the writing was not... Uh... <laughs> Cannot be measured. It is immeasurable. <laughs> Our first test. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Anyway... Uh, it was cool though to see Spaceship Earth uh lit up like the Death yeah Star. absolutely so that was pretty cool. I, I really I mean, what else that. could they do? I mean, nothing was really moving. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah. Anyway, dude, um, let's uh let's get out of here and get to our our last bit, shall we? We shall. Done with Star Wars. Uh, so like we said, seven days. Seven days. So the next time you hear us record, it'll be after. Will actually will be our reaction show to the Force to the Force Awakens. To uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. 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 <sighs> all right, let's do this. Yeah, so we got to start with a little bit of sad news. Oh too, my God, of course. What's with all the deaths? It's like the second week in a row we talk about a lot of deaths. Death. I don't like it. Not the Death Star. No. So we got two in their 80s. Uh, Green Hornet star uh, Van Williams died at 82. This was in the last day or two. I am not familiar with this actor, but are you? 
Uh, I am not. Well, he was a star of the Green Hornet television series in the 1960s, and he died last week at the age of 82. Oh, he had a life. Yeah, I'll say. Um, he did some other stuff, too, which is the only reason I put in here. He was, uh, uh, his career led him to roles in other classic television shows like the Beverly Hillbillies, Vic Dick, the Dick Van Dyke Show, and West Wind. Cool. So, I thought that was worth, good for him. worth noting, at least. Um, and then we also have, uh, characterized Alan Drummond. Alice, Alice Drummond. Drummond. I said Alan. You know Alice Drummond, right? Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm sure, sure if I see her. Oh, she played the librarian in Ghostbusters. Indeed. So. Dude, she was old in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Drummond typically played an older woman on screen who had a bit role, uh, usually a key comedic role, uh, spook librarian in Ghostbusters, catatonic patient in The Awakening, um, an ailing nun in Doubt. Um, she also appeared in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, um, a bunch of stuff, dude. Uh, anything else I know here? Law and Order, Boston Legal. Yeah. Yeah. No, but she's always going to be the, the librarian yeah. in Ghostbusters. No, I know. She is, she, 88. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I always thought she looked old in Ghostbusters. <laughs> and now thinking about that, she was only like 55. Yeah. Yeah. So, old. I know, right? Ugh, sorry. Um, anyway, too soon? That happened like yesterday. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Deadpool's Ryan Reynolds is EW's Entertainer of the Year. Totally saw this coming. <laughs> One more time without the yawn. Um, yeah, it, it's obvious, right? Um, and I'm, I'm really hoping they figure this whole thing, Deadpool 2 thing out uh, pretty quick here. But yeah, man, he's, he's uh, you know, Entertainer of the Year. Well, he's definitely entertaining. Thus, Entertainer of the Year. I just thought you might have something better to say, but... Wow. Apparently, we're just... So that's what he got. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Since you're full of dynamite drop-ins, let's get to real reviews. <laughs> um, in TV, I just want to throw this article in here that I thought was really interesting. Um, is Westworld is HBO, correct? Yes. And um, this article caught my eye because it said, Westworld proves that TV has surpassed movies. It is insanely good. And we have talked... Over the last you know year and a half, we've talked a lot about how... TV is better than movies in some ways, only in that you get a richer story, you get to dive into the characters, and you get to spend more time with these characters. Yeah, right? and what, but also what I love is the way that, that um, studios are embracing the limited series concept, right? Because you don't always have to have a full 22-episode season. Right. Like you did for broadcast television. Right, because so Westworld was 10. Yeah, episodes. so you could have 10 or you could have... You know, 13 of, of... Stranger Things, I think, was 13. Yeah, of Game of Thrones, you mm-hmm. know. Mad Men did it, too. You know, it's like all these things where you can delve into those stories. But because you have the limited number of episodes, you can also put more money into it. Right. Yeah, and um, the article is actually really interesting. Um, I don't think anything really stood out to me, except I just wanted to see what you thought. Um, but honestly, man, what they're doing, like... And they mentioned Game of Thrones, obviously, in the same breath as this. Because think about what Game of Thrones does. On the small screen, right? Yeah, absolutely. On the big screen, I mean, it looks like a movie. It I does. Mean, it looks and, like you're watching a movie every week. Yeah, and also because you're able to, to put a larger budget towards it. Right. Um, you can cast higher caliber actors and actresses. So you get Ed Harris's. And- right. And that's another thing they mentioned about the caliber of actors, actors and actresses you can get. Um, just because it's TV doesn't mean the big char- the big actors are turning it down. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and plus, because they're major ensemble pieces, none of them are getting paid like Kelsey Grammer and Frasier money. Right. Right. Or Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men money. But 
but they're all getting paid well. They're, it's not like they're getting paid scale. Right. But because not anyone is any one star, you can get Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, James Marsden, Evan Rachel Wood. And if you do it right and you get the, the this wide um, swath of actors, you can actually tap all these other markets because these actors, when they're doing a thing, go on to the talk shows and they do the things and they talk about all the stuff. Yes. You have all these actors that maybe... You know, like, oh, yeah, I was in Game of Thrones once, or I was in this once, and I'm talking about this now, but I'm also doing this now. And so yes. all of it works um, across the board. Plus, it's really also, good. it's great for, for people that, like, they want a little bit, like, say they want to have a little bit more stability than a six-week f- movie shoot. Yeah. They can have a few months on a limited series, but they're not committing to nine months exactly. of, a, of a broadcast show. So that way they can still do a few months of a great piece of work here. But still, allow and they still them, do their movies. Yeah, still do their movies or still do stage shows. Or because right. Anthony Hopkins does a lot of stage work, right? So does right. Andy Newton. It's like you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it, awesome. It's much more flexible for everybody. Okay. It's very sorry. It's very similar to the way the British do TV. Yeah, because they do like um, for some shows instead of having like for four straight weeks, you'll have a limited run. They like when coupling came out. It was like seven episodes. It ran for seven straight nights. Right. And then you wouldn't see it again for a year. Right. So. No, I'm I'm in, like I said, I don't go to the movies as much as I used to. I there's I pick and choose my movies now, partially because I have kids and stuff. But I go to see all the, the big comic book stuff. And I go to see the other movies that really stand out to me. But like Arrival, I missed. Um, I see most kid movies that come out. And I see the big ones, yeah. you know. Um, but otherwise I have a hard time getting to the theater because it's like, well, it's going to be out soon and I'll just watch it at home. Yeah. I'm actually going to more because I've decided to start going to the, the Taiwan Tuesday day. Yeah. So, no, Taiwan Tuesday is awesome. Yeah. So, but, you guys, so you guys went to Samoana. Yeah, we did. Um, we had a, um, well, she doesn't work for us anymore, but one of my kids, friends, moms, she used to work for us really close friend, Holly. Right. Um, and, uh, they go to school together and stuff. Uh, we all went to movies together on Sunday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday evening. And, um, it was fun. We went and saw Moana. Um, it's a blast. It's a really good it's movie. It's really good. It's really good. Um, I, yeah, I didn't have any issues with it really whatsoever. Um, it, it really kept going the whole time. There was a mythology to it. Um, <laughs> the rock was hilarious. Um, and, uh, the characters were really good. They had some, you know, the really good comedic effect things, but the story was rich. It was, it was something you didn't, really expect it was almost like it, it's hard to figure out where it occurs you know right. what i mean because it's almost like a myth but in modern day as there's like nomadic the history is there's a nomadic tribes of of people moving from island to island which is um, historically correct right and but then there's this group of people that are staying put for some reason. And then, so that's where the story kind of picks up. It's really cool. Um, I like the way they did it. And I'm sure it has a, uh, climate change overtone to it. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, and there's the idea of, um, not treating, uh, the land right and that kind of thing and, and taking advantage of what you have, all that kind of stuff. And, but there was, it was, I, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. Obviously, our listeners probably don't have really young kids, but, um, one of the kids with us, not one of mine was, um, when you're real sensitive to darker imagery, yeah. um, towards the end, it really did get intense. Um, and, but it, it turned out to be really, really 
for a good reason, but it was pretty intense. Right. It was good, though. It was a good movie. Very, very similar like how Toy Story 3 was very intense. Yeah, at the it was kind of like that, where the villain, quote-unquote, right. or the thing they're fighting is very dark and menacing, and it's basically a lava creature, oh, okay. you know, and... Um, Something that could easily turn up in nightmares. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it turned out really beautiful. Cool. How, so. was, the, uh, how was the music? Music was great because Lin Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame did a lot. Did, I mean, he worked with a few other people, but he did some of the music. Honestly, dude, the music was really good. Good. It's one of those things where um, it wasn't like, "Hey, now we're gonna sing," and it was like it, it was very it, organic. Yeah, it and all story. worked out really well. And well, I mean, the Polynesian people have a history of very um, music, a very musicality to their yeah to their. Uh, lifestyle yeah and and there was a lot of a lot of that the grandmother was a really cool character um it, 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 i don't want to spoil much but overall really good disney flick i the kids really liked it it was fun cool so awesome. definitely check it out i i don't like reviewing movies much because i'm like most movies right but i mean i i don't really i didn't really have any issues with this movie whatsoever. yeah i really so. i i went and saw arrival this week yeah how and, was it? Um, I really enjoyed it. Very well done. It actually makes me want to read the source material, the book it's based on, because I okay. want to delve deeper into the depth of it. You know who wrote it, by any chance? Not right off hand. Okay. And it's actually not called Arrival. It was called based on else. something else. Okay. Um, but I really want to read it. But uh, Amy Adams gave a fantastic performance. Yeah. Jeremy Renner was really good for us. Whitaker was awesome. Um, I could actually see Amy Adams getting another Oscar nomination out of this. Oh, really? Even though she's already had, I think, four or five. Oh, wow. She, um, was she the one for the room? No, that was uh, that was someone Brie Larson. Oh, okay, okay. And she's the one that's cast as Captain Marvel. Oh, okay, got no, it. No, Amy Adams was in Enchanted. That's why she looks familiar. I love that film. <laughs> yeah, and she got nominated for Doubt and. Did I lose my geek cred if I say I like that film. Little, no, because I loved Enchanted. Great. Enchanted as the well. wife and I love that movie. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but anyways, check it out. Really, yeah. go see it. No, I really wanted to. Um, I don't think it's playing anymore. But I really it is. It's is it's it? actually. I think it's playing all the way to Star Wars. Okay, well, I'm gonna go see it this weekend then. So I really want to see it. Yeah, definitely go see it. It's very well done. It's definitely not for kids. No, no, I would um, never. See just because it it's a, uh, it's kind of drawn out. Yeah, but um, it uh, kind of messes with your mind when with timelines. It's cool. cool. I liked it. Nice. Uh. So into some hard movie news. Will Smith says Bad Boys Three is very, 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 very close. Good, because I really like him. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm ready for. Yeah, Bad well, Boys 3. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully uh, Michael Bay can take a break from his Transformers schedule. Oh God, could you? Because I I love Bad Boys too. Okay, well, the funny thing is, we've actually, talked about that. I've lot. actually got some Transformer news coming up I here. Know. So, so uh, I didn't. I ignored all the Transformer news. Anyway, moving on. What do we okay, got? this one I'm really not sure about. Um, the movie Passengers, which mm-hmm. is coming up, and it's with uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Um, they're actually going to be doing a screening at the International Space Station. Huh. Okay, now... That's not a thing. Yeah, well, it kind of makes me wonder why they haven't done screenings up there before. You'd think they'd want to watch a movie while they're they got a theater up there? Well, you know what I mean. I I mean, granted, I mean, they could watch DVDs or whatever, but now that all movies are digitally presented, they could do it. But the thing that makes me wonder is, in the trailers I've seen, there's an exploding spaceship. Mm. Do you really want to watch that? It's like, do you really want to watch, say, do you want to watch (laughs) a movie with a plane crash while you're on a flight? I'm with you, bro. And no, that's a noob. I mean, would you <laughs> seriously be showing your kids movies on a road trip on the DVD players behind your seats that have car crashes in them? <laughs> nope. No, I'm with you. I think that's dumb. Would you watch Jaws while you're hanging on the beach? I just wouldn't watch Jaws. I don't like water stuff, dude. Yeah, you're weird. Okay. But yeah, so I just thought it was weird, but I really do want to see Passengers. It does look really good. Cool. 
Um, AD After Death, which is a graphic novel, is getting a movie adaptation. It's, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's really well uh, regarded and critically acclaimed. Um, so, yeah. Nice. I'm all about more uh, literary, graphic literary material getting. Um, getting yeah, and I have a, I have a, I have a thing a little bit later here that um, I'm curious to see what you think. So anyway, continue. Cool. Um, we just have <laughs> three. Yeah, we just have three quick Transformers news. Um, Dinobots are confirmed for the Transformers: The Last Night, which is just finished uh, production. Yeah, totally. Um, but then the last thing is, is that Transformers six and seven are already in the planning stages. Of course they are. Uh, of course they are. Why and would they stop now, dude? Well, the thing is, is like they're they're big here. Right. I mean, they're not they're not you know huge big, right? But they always make a couple hundred million dollars here. But the thing is, they make multi hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah, of course. They're not made for us anymore. They're made for the foreign audience. No, of course they're not. No one makes movies for us. What are we, just Americans? America. America. So anyway, um, I threw this story in here because I thought it was kind of a cool thought, food for thought kind of thing. Because um, the Assassin's Creed movie's coming out. Did it already come out? No, it's coming out. In oh, no, it comes like, out the week after Rogue One. Yeah, it's like yeah. two weeks. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Um, and so there's an article on comicbook.com talking about, will Assassin's Creed launch a new video game movie trend? Okay, this is assuming that the trend ever went away. Because they've been trying. Warcraft just came out last Warcraft year. Warcraft just came out. We're all like on this our year. we're like on our seventh Resident Evil movie. Right. Um, you know, all these things. Plus Rampage is already in uh-huh. you know, so it's never but I'm thinking what they're saying is by the big blockbuster like budgets behind it. Like positioning it as a blockbuster. Because yeah. Assassin's Creed is positioned to be a blockbuster. Yeah, I mean so was Warcraft, but Warcraft was actually big in China, and so actually they're actually considering not releasing it theatrically in the U.S. the sequel, yeah, but doing it directly to China. But I mean that was going to be huge over there, no matter what, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I think this is a really interesting thought process because back in the day when Halo was much bigger than it was now, there was talk of a Halo movie, and that yeah. never that never caught ground. Well, I mean, Red versus Blue is still going on on TV, exactly on, on the internet. There is um. Gears of War. Uh, there's a ton of franchises that they could make into a movie that are very cinematic already. We've talked about Uncharted as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if well, it's... Well, I mean, they did Tomb Raider movies. Right. And, and I just don't know if this is... I mean, I didn't read all the way through this article because I just like the tagline just as a food for thought kind of thing. But I don't know if it's ever gone away, like you said. But at the same time, I want to see them like an Assassin's Creed budget-wise and really embracing it to make it so... Because if this Assassin's Creed movie does well, we're going to get eight more. Oh, because yeah. there's, what, s- six games. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, it's not going to... It's not going to stop. No, and the cool thing is... They might revisit Halo and stuff like that. Right, well, and the cool thing is with the way that Assassin's Creed is set up is that you don't have to have Michael Fassbender and all of them. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you can go anywhere with him. Exactly. You know? So... Um, Yeah, it's not like you're you're casting or recasting Laura Croft. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But the cool thing is, is I want them to be more... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't... Judicious isn't the right word, but Mm -hmm. like... um, Like not just grab the new hotness. Right, make a like, movie out like, of it. or wait like ten years too late, like Warcraft. Yeah. But they can, like, they're doing Rampage, and I think that's an interesting concept. It, all, remember, it all goes back to good stories. Yeah, remember Pixels and exactly. Um, what was the other one that came out? Um, well, they did Angry Birds, which I think did okay. I never saw it. Right, they um, did Rio. Right, I I don't know. I we'll see. Yeah, but what like 
properties that I think that they could do things with. Like, I can imagine a Castlevania movie. Yeah. Okay, even though that series has been around forever. They've made Final Fantasy movies before. But um, one Ninja that I Gaiden, think would be interesting. Can you, something like that would be cool. Can you imagine if, if they did a Grand Theft Auto movie? Yeah, that would be sick. Or, like I said, you know, grabbing some of these 80s, 90s titles um, with, you know, like you, like you were saying, Castlevania would be cool. I would love to see something. Um, there was that Metroid short film that they did. Right. Um, oh, but, that was but, awesome. Yeah, but seeing that as a as a theatrical thing would be cool. Um, you know, something like a Ninja Gaiden or Mega a. Man. Uh, um, and then, but again, we also have the Street Fighters and the and the Mortal Kombat's, which they're already doing, and and Super and, Mario Brothers. and Super Mario Brothers, which uh, you but know, like so it has to come back to good stories. And it's been very hit or miss. If they approach it very similarly to like a um mcu kind of thing where they say okay um let's let's like if capcom grabbed all their titles or um uh, uh ubisoft grabbed all their titles okay, and started well, making movies so they have so ubisoft obviously you know we have assassin's creed but then let's say they start grabbing the um uh what's the other big ubisoft one um medal of honor is it medal of honor or is it gear is it uh but anyways Forget Ubisoft and go back to Capcom. Yeah. Um, they've already said they're doing a Capcom versus Marvel 4 video game. Mm-hmm. thing is, there's already that um, fan base. Yeah. It would be, make so much sense, how, very similar to how Marvel and uh, Sony are doing a team up for Spider-Man. Right. Let Capcom uh, get involved and pull them into the MCU. No, I'm with you, man. I mean, it's it, it would be cool. I just I'm just... Oh, creep- Ghost Recon. Oh yeah, Ghost Recon was it. Um, the and Tom Clancy games. Yeah, the Clancy games. You also have Far Cry, which is which is sick. Um, the Rainbow Six franchise as well. Yeah, well that's all Tom um, Clancy. Yeah, um, but Far Cry is 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 amazing. Ghost Recon, um, Tetris. Oh God, here we go. Um, but you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, I just think if if they did it right, they could do like an MCU kind of thing around a game developer. And yeah. then make movies based off of Absolutely. their games, which would be sick. Anyway. Well, and, and they are – the whole cinematic universe idea is like um, Universal is rebooting the whole Monsters idea with the mummy. Right. Because they're also going to be doing a new Wolfman and a new Invisible Man and a new Frankenstein mm-hmm. and Dracula. They're all going to be redone, but they're all going to be tied together. I'm curious to see how that's going to go. The I'm excited Monsters. about yeah. that. Yeah. We'll see. All right, we have a, a just one quick casting news. It looks like Conor McGregor of the UFC is being considered for a role for the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. I don't know what that would be, but I'm in. No, I mean honestly, I could see him as being one of the uh, the, the wildlings. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, right. he, I think he would fit in great in that character. Totally. Um, a couple of release date uh, announcements. Um, Cloverfield has a new movie coming out. And it's uh, given the date of October 27th of 2017. Um, and then Westworld Season 2 is confirmed to be 2018. Oh, so they're not going to go next year. No, they're going to be filming next year, but it's going to be released in 2018. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so we've got some trailers. Oh, God. Um, let's, really quick, let's list the ones we're not going to watch. Yep. Um, the Belko Experiment. Uh, Netflix is a series of unfortunate events. Fist Fight, which looks really funny. Uh, incorporated in Shadowhunters, and then uh, we've got two different Transformers ones. Yeah, there was a teaser and then the official one for last night, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not as interested in any of those. We have, of course, the one that 
everybody is just waiting to find out if it's going to be a cool thing. Which well, we've been bagging on it for months. Oh man, and that's Baywatch. Now, now I feel kind of bad <laughs> because we watched the trailer today, and they did exactly what they needed to do yeah. with it. I want to see this movie exactly. Well, they they got the horrible uh, horrible bosses director. Yep. But the awesome thing is, is they went the same route that Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street did. Yeah. They totally realized that they can't take their product seriously because how it, could you you can't and so it's <laughs> doing itself uh self uh, def- deprecating and tongue-in-cheek but at the same time it's trying to be dramatic at the same time yeah but like what i love is but like as they're doing it they're making fun of itself yeah well i love this in the trailer there's this dramatic part where the yeah. rock jumps into a burning boat and grabs this beautiful woman and pulls her out <laughs> and she goes you can take me right now he goes another time just throws her into <laughs> the water her over the edge that's <laughs> awesome yeah, no, I'm, I, you know, and honestly, after seeing Moana too, I love what, uh, Dwayne Johnson's doing right now. I've always been a fan of his. Well, he's always done really good. Co- the rundown is hilarious. Yeah, the, the, the rundown's one of my favorites from him, but honestly, like, I just, I just love him. <laughs> I love his, when he does comedy. And yeah. this is the kind of comedy I want to see him in. Well, I still remember him in his very first hosting of Saturday Night Live. He was in drag. Yeah. And he was hilarious. Oh, he's and awesome. he sang. Um, what I love is that Zach Efron, shout out to San Luis Obispo, that's where yeah. he's from. Boom. But he um he plays a really good like as an actor knows that his character's a douchebag, but the douchebag <laughs> doesn't know he's a douchebag. <laughs> that's awesome. And I mean it's like he was that way in seventeen again, which right. was hilarious. Um, the both the neighbors movies. Uh, I saw Dirty Grandpa with him and uh, Robert <laughs> De Niro, and it's exactly the same sort of concept. It's yeah. hilarious, and he plays it really, really well. Yeah. So from this trailer, watch the trailer. Let us know what you think. I, I don't know. I'm gonna watch it. I know it looks. I, I'll go to the theaters to watch. Yeah, it. I, I, I might go too. It's just fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be. It's fun. Really one of those ones where you go to the bar first. Oh, yeah. And then you go and watch it and you just laugh. Well, I still remember. Okay, this is actually going back to our uh, happy hours day. The oh. actual day. We went and saw. That's right, we did see a we movie. We went and saw Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, my God. That was amazing. I think I fell asleep for part of it. But well, we were okay. hammered. It was, we it was a long day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Dude, Where's My Car? It was, well, it's the same type of thing. It's like you, you go, you, you get a little you get a little twisty, and then you go. Yeah. It'll be fun. Anyway, we got some one shot. Yeah. So, uh, just, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Jessica Chobot, um, who is, of course, the the face of Nerdist News, right. and she's fantastic. She's awesome. But she's been uh, doing a a, a big uh, personal project uh, for a comic series called Firebrand. Yeah, I've um, heard of this actually. Yeah, and it finally got released online. It's absolutely free, so go check it out. Very cool. Um, also, you know, we talked a, a couple weeks ago about R.L. Stein is going to be doing some work with Marvel. Yeah. Um, it's now confirmed by R.L. Stein himself. And he said in the next few days, we're going to be getting some news on what the project is. Kick ass. Cool, man. Um, I will. Let's get into universal stuff. This will be our last segment of the day. Um, Netflix. <laughs> um, the plan, I guess, is to have over a thousand hours of original content in 2017. You know, it sounds like a lot. It's really not a lot. I mean, it is, but it is. I mean, it's a lot. Because if you think about it, say they have 10 shows of length of like Luke Cage, right? So see, right. see, just for say 2017, you've got Daredevil season three, right. Jessica Jones season two, Defenders and Iron Fist. Right there, that's 40 hours. Right. Yeah, they've got a uh, series of unfortunate events, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher um, have premiere dates. And according to Variety, Netflix um, has much more in store for 2017 than everyone thought. 
Um, and it says, in addition to the 30 shows currently in production, Netflix is moving forward with 20 new unscripted series that are set to release next year as well. Well, I remember, like, Chelsea Handler's new uh, uh, talk show is on there. Yep. So they have shows like that, but not only that, they have all their stand, uh, direct-to-stand-up stuff the that stand-up they're doing. stand-up stuff, yep. You know, they have all these outlets for original content. Yeah. So you think about a 1,000 hours really isn't a lot. No. But for a company that built themselves on... Streaming other people's stuff. Exactly. (laughs) And they are really doing it right. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, what was I, what was I going to say about Netflix? Something coming back to Netflix. Oh, I'm hoping that, uh, uh, Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt comes back. Oh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh my God. I still haven't finished season two. Dude, (laughs) I just love it so much. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's going to, that's one of the 30 in production. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's just such, such a great show. Anyway. Okay. Well, the, the the actress who plays Kimmy Schmidt, yeah, she was in Twenty One Jump Street, right? You know what her character name in Twenty One Jump Street was? No, Mrs. Griggs. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got to, uh, just a little bit of Berlanti news here. Um, Mark Guggenheim, the showrunner for Arrow, says that season five is going to be ending how the original how the series was originally going to end. It was originally hmm. designed to go about five seasons. Interesting. And they were going to be tying up all the flashbacks. And the very final scene of the series was supposed to be uh, the boat coming to pick up uh, uh, Oscar McQueen. Oscar? Oscar. Oliver? Oliver Queen. <laughs> How do I get Oscar McQueen huh. coming to pick up Oliver Queen Not back to that. the very first shot? <laughs> okay. Because okay. remember, the very first shot was him up there, and he shot the arrow to light the fire. And right, then, right. You know, yeah, so... Uh, it was going to be that. And that's what season five is going to end up at, but that's where they're entering the flashbacks. Cool. Awesome. Um, somebody wrote a little editorial piece that said, why is Legends of Tomorrow the best DC show right now? Oh, yeah, I did see this. It's, I, and it is. It's it's mostly it's, they circle around that it's really funny. Yeah. I, it is. And honestly, like I said many times, it's the wife and I's favorite of, of well, it's the just, bunch. It's good storytelling. Yeah, it's good storytelling. It's funny. And the characters, because you know them, from the other shows uh-huh. it's there's something about that dynamic knowing that they have these other lives and stuff that they're just not getting to yep. and dealing with all this other stuff there's more at stake um but and then there's, there's the more... fun of playing with time and being in these timelines and wearing the clothes and using the lingo and stuff it's a lot of fun. well also the fact that they have such disparate personalities yeah yeah so, exactly which is great um so what is happening okay i've got to get this right mr Mixoplick. Mixoplick. Is that Mixoplick? I always say Mixoplick. Mixoplick. Okay, Mixoplick. Is how I've always said it. Uh, is a. But uh, I'm, I, I can't imagine that being right. But well, it is. A, and actually, I went on on Wikipedia to get the <laughs> pronunciation, and I still got it wrong. Um, Mr. Mixoplick is going to be coming to Supergirl this season. Nice. Very cool. I'm in. Yeah. And we'll find out how his name is really said. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just call him Mixie. Mixy, Mr. Mix. Yes. Uh, so a couple of uh, Fox uh, news things. Yeah, man. So we have um, the new X-Men movie is going to be starting in 2017. And this is a complete reboot. This is all new stuff. Yeah. And we don't have many details at all right now. But uh, in light of all of the other X-Men stuff we've had, they're starting again. Yeah. And uh, we've already got confirmation that New Mutants is getting filmed, but it is also shooting in, two, in 2017. Indeed. 
Um, I haven't watched this yet. Let's talk about it next week, maybe. But uh, Suicide Squad got out of Australia. It is really funny. Yeah, I haven't watched it. You can talk about it if you want. I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's, I just didn't want to watch it right now. It's really funny. It talks about how we want it to be really, really good. Yeah. It ended up not being all that good, but it had a couple of really good performances. And basically, what the hell is going on with Cara Delevingne? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll watch it. We'll talk about it. Next it is week, really but, funny. Yeah, no, I I I liked. Uh, I I love that movie, and I have a hard time watching Honest Shows for movies I liked. Honestly, I love it, even for movies I love. I know, but anyway, All moving right, on. So, um, uh, it, we're getting unofficial news that the Batman is going to be starting to film in 2017. Yeah, and this is uh, Affleck's flick. Yeah, right? and it we're, we're getting it from Joe uh, Mangione. Okay, who is going to be playing? Um, uh, Slade. Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson. You got this next one. Yeah. So, um, Aquaman. <laughs> the release has been pushed back officially now. Uh, by Warner Brothers, and I think we've talked about it a little bit. We've alluded to it. Um, but it says, "Sorry, DC fans. This one's gonna hurt." After speculation that Warner Brothers may push Aquaman's release date up, fans just learned that the opposite has happened. According to a report by Deadline, the much-anticipated movie will make its way to theaters on October fifth. 2018 rather than july and you know honestly i don't think this is a, a like a major issue dealing with um it's just that it's it's a such a you're filming underwater yeah i mean well at least it's taking place partly underwater so I, it's a, just a different beast that they're not used to doing right and so it's just giving a little bit more leeway but what it's also doing is that you don't have that standard blockbuster time frame you used to where he was like May to August right. and you December. Must, yeah, like now you, you must do it then. Yeah, now you can thing. release blockbusters yeah. throughout the year. Right. And 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 I think that's where we're going. I mean, you and we talked about this a little more not last week, maybe the week before, but that you can just release movies kind of whenever yeah. and make it work. I mean, there was a little bit of uh, um an issue with fans when they moved uh Star Wars from May to December. Right. But it's just like well, we can still release in December. Do fine, yeah, and uh, they more than they, they've they've proved that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it doesn't really matter when you come out. Now people are going to show up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And all what do we keep saying? It all comes down to yeah. Tell good stories. Yeah, if you if you're telling good stories, you got the characters, and 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 you build your foundation. You can continue. You can go forever. And speaking of which, let's segue to this. The MCU. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, the latest trailer dropped and it's awesome. I mean, they could do these movies forever. Yes. If they do what I saw in this trailer, it looks great. Oh, it's going to be phenomenal. The humor's there. Baby Groot is doing stuff. Baby Groot looks awesome. The dynamic between, um, if you haven't watched it, pause this, watch the trailer. It's in the show notes and then come back. But, um, but how much fun did it see? Did it seem with, uh, Rocket Raccoon, uh, talking to Baby Groot? Over pressing a button, he's like, I am Groot. I am Groot. Well, and what's just- awesome is that in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Groot was like the, the I mean, pun intended, the rooted one. Yeah. Whereas Rocket was like the wild one. Now, baby Groot's like the, yeah. the teenager now. And Rocket's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah, he's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, damn. <laughs> and it's, it's, I think it's going to be a blast, dude. And one of my, and this is going to be subtle because I'm a big Chris Pratt fan. But also, I like the way he delivers his lines. Yes. And when he delivers his lines, and and this goes all the way back to um, Parks and Rec. Yeah. There was there was he was by far my favorite on Parks and Rec because it's just like when he when he said a thing, it was the best thing 
in the whole episode. Right. Plus, he, he conveys so much more with his eyes and his facial yeah. features <laughs> before the line is delivered. Yeah, so there's the moment where uh, in the trailer, a rocket raccoon goes, does anybody have any tape? <laughs> he goes, and he, he just pops over. He says, "Nobody has any tape." You know, nobody has any tape, and it's yeah. just like you were the one with the atomic bomb <laughs> in your backpack. If anyone would have tape, it'd be you. And it's just like, but it's just that little thing. Like nobody has any tape. Yeah, it's just I just love it because there's know. a battle going on outside. Yeah, and and above him, you see like it's literally hundreds of ships flying back and forth, shooting each other, and they're arguing about tape. And he's yeah. like, "You're wasting time. <laughs> we don't have any tape." Uh, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, so, and of course, when Rocket turns back, Groot has run away with the <laughs> detonator. And um, both the teaser trailer and this trailer, you get to really see Drax um, kind of shine. Yeah, and um, Dave Bautista's great. Yeah, um, so in the first teaser trailer, you see him. Um, he hugs, uh, you know, Star-Lord or whatever, and that was a cool moment. And then in this one, you get to see um <laughs> two things one him jumping into the giant maw of a monster oh to gosh. shred him from the inside which was terrifying and then it's him being humorous right uh you know star lord gets read by uh empathic obviously yeah. uh being and uh or telepathic empathic uh maybe both no because she um, touched him so empathic. empathic yeah so um <laughs> and he's just like laughing, pointing and laughing. Do me, do, <laughs> do me. me, do me, do me. And he's basically like, Haha, you must be so embarrassed. Do me, do me. And I just, I just love it. And, and the movie seems like it's just going to be an absolute blast like the first one. Oh, absolutely. So I can't, I cannot. And wait. we already know the soundtrack's going to be great. Yeah, of course. So, uh, all right. So let's move on to other, the rest of it. Let's go. Marvel and humans TV series. Um, uh, Iron Fist, uh, is going to be, uh, going to do it. Yeah, the Iron Fist, Iron show Fist showrunner. Yeah, I didn't say so that. So that's great. Um, is yeah. he directing? Is that what it's happening? No, the showrunner. It's the person who's in charge of coordinating the directors and the uh, and the producers and everything. Oh yeah, they've signed uh, Iron Fist showrunner Scott Buck to act as showrunner. Okay, good, good. Okay, I didn't know if I. I just wanted to make sure it was showrunner. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Luke Cage is confirmed for season two, and there was a video that went along with it. I don't know if uh, it's only like ten seconds, seventeen seconds. Um, did you see this? I did not. Nice. Actually, I still need to watch that. Yeah, I know you're 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 blowing it. And Stranger Things. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah. So Luke Luke Cage season two. It's gonna be awesome. Um, I cannot wait. Watch it. Watch season one, please. Cool. Um, new digital TV series is coming from Marvel as well. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't think we have any details on it yet. Um, except oh no no, this is the Agents of Shield one. So remember how we were supposed to get Most Wanted? Yes. And then we didn't. There's a new digital series that's going to follow Elena Yo-Yo Rodriguez, played by uh, Natalia Cordova Buckley, um, who says of her role, there's a lot of me in Yo-Yo and a lot of Yo-Yo in me, which is funny. It's a web series, and it's actually a prequel to the start of season four, um, which I think is going to be pretty cool, which I'm about a season and a half behind, which I plan to catch up on because I really like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cool. So I'd like to actually see how this uh, matches up in between. Yeah, so awesome. It's kind of cool they're doing web series now in between. I think that's yeah. Well, neat. you know, Heroes really kind of started off with that, and yeah. then Lost did some too. But now they're doing more intricate ones, which is very cool for sure. Uh, so Vin Diesel let a couple things 
slip about what he would like this uh, uh what he would like and yeah. one of them is that he thinks that after uh if uh, infinity war happens there could be a standalone rocket and group movie no uh, i there's no doubt no. i mean they already have their own comics uh the comics are great they've got their own cartoon yeah i mean it's it's only a matter of time yeah and, it, it'll happen yeah uh, sure. but he also said one thing that he would love to see is group fight the hulk <laughs> how could that how could that even happen? he said it's gonna happen he, but it says just a prediction. He says, "Write it down." I said it here first. It'll happen. Okay, I don't know what that means, but cool. Yeah, uh, can you imagine if they fight against each other in Infinity War? Who wins? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's uh, a good. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Let's ponder that. Uh, yeah. Also, we have a little teaser that uh, Agents of Shield released for the rest of season four because they just had their. Uh, their fall finale. Right, right. And so this is a little teaser of what's coming up for the rest of the season. Um, and Michael Bay has actually come out and said he does not want to do a Marvel sequel movie. Were, were they asking him to? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that was my question. I saw this, actually, this article. I was like, wait, did anybody ask Bay to do it? Because I'm thinking nobody asked Bay to do I'm it. I'm thinking no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then last thing. So, wait, have- if, 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 if you're afraid people don't want you to do a thing, do you come out and say, I don't want to do the thing, just in case they... Say we don't want you to do the thing. Publicity wise, it's the smart thing to do. <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, uh, we just said uh, last thing here from Marvel is that Legion has uh, released a new trailer and they finally have a premiere date of uh, February 8th. Nice. All right, man. Last couple things Disney. Uh, this is obvious. It is. Well, it, it isn't as obvious as you think. Uh, Disney has set the new industry record for the box office, um, which considering they have the number one movie in the world of the year, Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. They also had Star Wars. They had the Marvel movies, Doctor Strange, all that stuff. But the thing is, is that the previous record was not Disney. Huh. It was Universal. Interesting. Who uh, did uh, just over seven point something billion dollars a couple years ago, the year they had uh, Fury 7. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Walt Disney Studios has now ranked, oh, raked in more than $2.49 billion at the domestic box office. Demolished the previous record of two point four five uh, from Universal Studios. Yeah, and that's domestic. The the seven point something I was saying was from uh, worldwide. Right. Yeah, it says down here. Last year, Universal closed out the year with um, six point eight nine billion at the box office. Disney will need to earn three hundred thirty three million worldwide to close the gap and take the championship. Which uh, I think they could do with. Uh... Well, you think they might be able to do it with a little movie called Rogue One? Uh, yeah, that and they still have Moana. So. <laughs> and Moana's still doing well. So, yeah, I think Disney's going to take it, man. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be good. Well, when you own all the things, it helps. Yeah, when you when you add Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars into your your stable of, uh, yeah, yeah, Universal's going to have a good season, uh, good year next year though, because they've got Mummy. Yeah, Mummy's uh, going to be good. They have the new Fast and Furious movie. Those are both going to be huge. So. Yeah. Well, they're back and forth. Yeah. All right, last thing. Oh, <laughs> I saw this like literally a few hours ago, and I, th- I thought it was a nice bit of fun since I didn't have anything for Smodco. Um, Kevin Smith tweeted, he said, was told uh, John Stewart stopped into the secret stash yesterday to request that Iris never die on CW The Flash. <laughs> and he's like, Jay Stu is a Flash watcher. And it was just one of those things like, First of all, John John Stewart is going into the secret stash. Well, he he That's lives awesome. in Jersey. He, no, I know. I well, just, he, I mean, he is a Jersey boy. Yeah. Plus, uh, once he left the Daily Show. He and his wife uh, created that animal sanctuary. Oh, that's right. And that's in Jersey. So I just thought that was kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah. So, I mean, could you imagine if you're, 
even if you're Walt or any of these guys, if you're actually working there, you're like, holy crap, John Stewart just walked in. I know, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be freaking like, cool. Like, dude, you know Kevin Smith. I mean, yeah. like, fuck it, it's just Kevin. He's like, look, tell Kevin. <laughs> Don't kill Iris. Iris needs to always live. <laughs> yes. Anyway, man. Well, the funny thing is, John Stewart's also a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. So yeah, it's he really is. kind of interesting. Um. So, dude, we did it. We're done. That's it. Next time you hear from us, we would have seen Rogue One. And we will report back to you on that and um, probably record a podcast about it. Some, I mean, we, we Look, we've done this 81 that. times. I know. So, well, 102. Yeah, well, some people don't like numbers the way we do. So, we, we're not good with the math. I don't like math. So I'm an English teacher. Okay, moving on. Uh, so we're done. We're done. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com. Email us at the usual podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Google plus Pinterest and Instagram. That's it. Uh, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. One iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Uh, please give us a positive rating. We would love that and share us whenever you see us on the social medias. If you would like to help out our show, patreon.com slash usual podcast give us a buck or two an episode we would love that our patrons thank you we love you very much and um we will be doing another patron uh roundtable show probably in i don't know another month or so so if you'd like to get in on that uh definitely hit us up on patreon.com slash usual podcast and audibletrial.com slash usual podcast and um definitely you can get a free audiobook and why would you not I know free. It's free. It's it's mind blowing that more people don't do this. If you want a free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash user podcast. Get any book you want. Any book you ever thought you might want to read, it's there. Get it for free on us. We get money, you get a book, you're good to go. Exactly. Are we done? We're done. Be sure you have a fun. <laughs> <laughs> I look at you, I was like, wait, we're forgetting something. <laughs> Alright guys. Well, uh yeah, we'll see you all next week. Peace. It's like, wait, you didn't do the thing, dude. Should we stop doing the thing? No.